0: to split the screen episode 44 something like that in france otherwise known as 44 if you are in uh, in uk land i'm your host ben ostwick and i'm joined as always by the resident games journalist and person who knows what he's talking about it's the one the only uh... nightingale Good evening.
1: Thanks for that. No problem. Oh, I think quatre is what you
0: are. Oh, say it again.
1: 44.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, he said it in an Italian accent. That was quite impressive. Um, wow. 44. It certainly is 4 with this temperature. I was going <sighs> to say it
1: feels like 44.
0: Oh, 44. Not in Americans, I'd be like, that's freezing. No, that's freezing. No, it's not. 44 degrees centigrade, proper, you know, proper units
1: very hot and makes me feel 44 years old as well
0: mm, yeah it is really 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 cold copped that's the word it's melted my brain my brain's not even working today it is just boiling and tomorrow it's going to so be going to e- go well then even hotter tomorrow luckily luckily we don't have to talk or anything like that it's only a podcast yeah that's fine how's your I week think
1: people people are used to us just chatting shit right
0: yeah i mean pe- people don't come here to be educated Do they? As much as I may try. (laughs) Yeah, you try and educate them, but you know, you can lead uh, horticulture, but you can't make them think.
1: It's been a walking like a crab stuck to your leg kind of day, says Cap. I don't understand how that works.
0: I think Cap's got crabs. I don't think they usually stick to your leg. (laughs) Well, something does when it gets hot. Yeah, that's true. Or oh, if it's really greasy, it just flops around. Yeah, you know. Just like.
1: Can we not use the words greasy and flop, please? <laughs> yeah. I <laughs>
0: said
1: so that I am literally sat on a towel at the moment.
0: <laughs> and nothing else. He's not wearing any trousers. No, I
1: am definitely wearing shorts. That's the thing
0: with Ed, though. He likes to put a towel down.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I have to for this. Yeah.
1: Um, no, it's because this chair, I stupidly went for like the faux leather one. And when it's hot, you just get really sweaty and like stick to it. So I've literally put a towel down to sit on.
0: All right. Putting a towel down. How very polite that's got. Yeah, you don't want to get it. Not exactly. You do not want to smear anything. Um, but yeah, welcome, everybody. This is Split screen. This is technically a video games podcast with a LGBT bent. Should we say a queer bent? A queer bent.
1: I mean, <laughs> is that double entendre? Maybe. I think so. Um, but yeah, um, how's your week been, Edward? it's been all right it's been all right um it's been quite stressful um mm. and sort of uh, with work and personally stuff but um yeah work's been a lot there's been a lot of uh a lot of gaming showcases and evenings mm. working and bits and pieces so yeah there has been a lot on
0: what but has... exciting
1: exciting news though
0: which is yeah good. That's right. We've got some pretty big things. I've heard that a certain review went up today of yours. Indeed.
1: I had a review up this week, um, which is a game called please fix the road, which is very polite. Oh. Um, it is a puzzle game where funnily enough, you fix a road. Um, it's the sort of thing that looks really, really simple, but it's actually really quite fiendishly difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say anyone who enjoyed Dorf Romantic, but wants something that is a little bit more challenging, uh, <laughs> wow. will enjoy this. Just in that Dwarf Romantic is is very laid back and calm. Read all the um, old
0: folks in the chat who are just like, oh, I like pre- pushing tiles, sticking tiles <laughs> down, T- tiling. So, sim.
1: <laughs> this is this is kind of that meets those like sliding puzzle pictures meets a little bit of Ugh. Tetris. That um, I also hate those puzzle picture things. They yeah,
0: they they anyway. are like the Rubik's cube for flat people, people that don't like three D things. Flat people, yeah, flat okay. earthers. Rubik's cubed for flat earthers. That's what they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good. Um, this this is not that. Um, essentially, it's it's like a sort of little mini diorama. Um, it might be in the country or it might be in a city. It could be a bit of both. And um, there is a road and you have to finish it by slotting pieces into this, into this sort of 3d grid, Um, which seems like it's really simple. You know, the first few levels, it's like, it gives you a a block. That's a straight road. And then um, there's a gap and, uh, and, and you just slot the straight road in and and it completes the road. And you're like, Hey, this is really simple. That's great. Um, But it, rapidly gets much more difficult there are lots of different types of tiles so sometimes it will give you the shape of a road and other times it gives you bomb tiles where you have to destroy what's there before you can add to it or it gives you tiles where you copy and paste elsewhere or you move them or you rotate them or you shift them around into like into the, the rows around and so you really have to think about how to slot these pieces together to make a road that might not seem obvious at first. Um, and it dictates to you the order of, of the puzzle pieces. So it might be that you've got a whole string of them to use and you're thinking, oh, well, that one's really obviously going to go in this, this gap. But you've got to use all the other ones before you get to that point. So you have to really think about your solution. Mm-hmm. So it's actually really quite tricky as a game, even though it presents itself as being this really gentle, wholesome game Um, It's got a really lovely sort of jazz sort of classical soundtrack Mm. um, and it has all these really, really lovely animations. So when you complete the puzzle, it sort of splits off and flips in itself and then morphs into the next one or sort of, you know, like Inception where the city kind of folds in itself. It sort of does that and flips and then forms a new puzzle for you. So it kind of cycles through all these different animations between puzzles, which mm. adds a lot of flair to it. and makes it feel like a really polished experience. So- says, Because
0: you can undo moves. It's not stressful. You can just work away. And you can also skip a yeah. puzzle if you're having real trouble, can't you?
1: You can. Um, you can entirely skip a puzzle and just move on to the next one. Um, there are 160, I believe. So there are a lot of puzzles. Mm. But it means you're, you're getting a lot of, of uh, content. Um, would get, you give it an
0: through. Ed Nightingale recommended? It did get a recommended from me, yeah mm.
1: um, there's, um, there are hints too as well, yeah, so you can, you can press a button um, and it will sort of give you a hit it will basically do the first move for you um, so that you can see okay, well now I see what the first step is, I can work out what the next steps are going to be, or I think you can do that a certain number of times on each puzzle so it won't finish it for you um, but it will give you hints on the first couple of moves at least, which is usually enough to understand what you want to do. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's a really gentle, wholesome, but secretly quite tricky little puzzle game. And uh, I can imagine it being quite a nice stream game, to be honest, because I can see people sort yeah. of chipping in, offering solutions and, and sort of working on puzzles together, um, but also being able to chat at the same time, because there's no time limit, it's totally in your own zone. Mm. So I can imagine it being quite a good stream game, to be honest. Do
0: you know what I'd really enjoy seeing you stream? Baba is you. You'd get so angry.
1: I would actually really like to play that. I haven't, and I would love to. I've heard such good things about that game. It's great. So I would really like to play that.
0: Even I played it a fair bit. I even streamed it once. Even you. Even me. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I'll add that to my to my Trello board list
0: it's a bit like coding
1: oh don't tell me that
0: yeah you know like how blah blah equals this and it makes it yeah it's all like kind of algorithms that you have to work together but yeah no that sounds like a a fun game but yeah you should definitely play uh, Baba is You and it does sound uh, yeah (laughs) Liz is like Trello Trello board oh that sounds good yes I'll have a Trello board but yeah, go and so go and uh, check that out. That is on eurogamer.net. Is it net? Yes, it is the net. net. There you go. Nice. All right then. Um so, should we go into like what showcases have been uh, popping up? Because it's it's well, key 3, isn't it?
1: Key 3. Yes. Yeah. Um that'd be Jeff Keeley. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's look, print- been... it's spelled
0: Keithley. Like Keithley Market up north. I will refer to him as Keithley. Jeff Keithley. It's
1: Keely. Um, he's Canadian. He he won't know about that. I'm no. sure. Wow. Um, yeah. That there, there have been various showcases. Um, we we chatted about this on the Eurogamer newscast today. Um, there wow. There were actually wow. Just to, just to throw out. Do, do you a uh,
0: do you name um, drop? Split the screen on that one as well.
1: I haven't. Um, between I think our rival from, podcast th- from Thursday. Until last week, until Tuesday this week, there were twelve different presentations.
0: What? Twelve. And what was your favourite presentation?
1: Um, in all honesty, my favourite was the PlayStation Showcase from two weeks ago, purely because I had fun and in. it because I'm a dirty fanboy. Mm-hmm. So that I I enjoyed. Um, I thought the Summer Games Fest was incredibly disappointing. <sighs> um,
0: too much space.
1: There was just there was too much space horror. There's too many shooty, bang, bang, pew, pew, pew games and not enough interesting, colorful alternative games um, because I'm hipster.
0: Yeah, Um, I was about to say granddad, but sure. yeah.
1: Sure, we can do that. Um, I actually thought the Devolver showcase was really good and it was about 20 minutes Mm. and they only showed four different games. But those games look great. I say four, I can only remember three of them. I think um, there might
0: have been five games, but I remember turning it off after two, being like, uh, oh, these are just kind of small games I've no really interest interest in. And then the final three that was they, an error. Yeah, <laughs> then the final three they showed were like the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: So the top ones from that, there's there's Cult of the Lamb, which you and I both played played at WASD. Oh. Um, which looks really, really fun. It's yeah. kind of Hey meets Me stardew Valley with this really silly dark humor um cartoon lambs. It just looks really silly, but um mm. but it's really 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 fun. Again, I think that'll be a great stream game. And the demo of that is currently available on Steam. Mm. So if you're interested you can go and play that now.
0: Do it because it's um, really good. Oh I just got a follow on Twitter. Uh for someone called Dick Longway. Oh. Uh $5 OnlyFans. There you go. Excellent. Very
1: nice. Yeah. Um so there was that we? there was um skate where you are playing as a skateboarding demon, I love um, that. The graphics of that look so so cool. Um, you're, you're the sort of shimmering demon made of glass, um, and you like smash into pixels if you crash, and you have to go around skateboarding, um, and I guess defeating enemies by skateboarding. But it actually yeah. looks really really interesting,
0: and, and it's the very one, definitely give me Res vibes. Which I have you uh, acquired a code for Res Res Infinite.
1: Oh, um, well, I have that on PS4, so I'm, I'm going to play that.
0: Oh, it, like Res Infinite is just one of my favourite VR games. Yeah. Like VR, oh, no, there's some. there are some absolutely top quality VR games and Res Infinite is one of them. Didn't they say they were making a sequel? I don't
1: think so. I
0: thought, I
1: don't think so.
0: I thought, or unless it was a, uh, I'm pretty sure they said that there was going to be a sequel to uh, Res Infinite. M- mizaguchi confirms next gen project and says red infinite uh is a synthesis style game for next gen consoles because it was next gen then so yeah they uh, look like they will be hinting it seems that there is nice. going to be a sequel
1: um and then the third developer game is called the plucky squire and i'm really excited about this oh. so this is from james turner who was a former pokemon artist he was one of the only western artists that worked at pokemon and he left to create his own studio and this is the first game and it's a sort of top-down zeldery style hand-drawn um adventure set in a storybook where you're playing as a plucky squire mm-hmm. um and you solve puzzles and explore the world But then what also happens is that he sort of escapes off the page into the real world in 3D around the storybook. So I reckon that you'll be alternating between these worlds and solving puzzles. And the the art style of it is just gorgeous. Um, Mm. I think that, honestly, is one of the most exciting games. Yeah. Taking that away, like um,
0: taking just the art style away, it still looks incredibly fun. I, I was getting like vibes of It Takes Two with Mario Odyssey. You know, like the Mario Odyssey when it kind of morphs into the 2D side-scrolling bits and then into the 3D. And, yeah, being, like, running around, you know, as a small, tiny little thing around a a bedroom or an office or wherever it was, yeah, it was very... It takes two vibes. And that, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, this looks quite cute. Is it going to have that weird frame around it? Because, obviously, it's taking part in a book. And then it, like, popped out of the book. I was like, oh, oh, I need to play this. It just looks so polished as well. Like, Devolver, you can't call them an indie, really, anymore because they do uh like publish some really good quality crisp you know not one man dev kind of games these look really top quality
1: yeah so in terms of presentations i think they had a really good showing mm. and i think that you know for the summer games fest had like tons of games the wholesome games had so many games but they it's just trailer after trailer and they all sort of blur together yeah. and i think with devolver just choosing you know four or five games and just saying these are our big priorities. It just makes you really focus on those games. It helps that they're good quality and they look great. But tell me are really focused on that.
0: Tell me three games from the Wholesome Game Direct without looking at anything.
1: I could not tell you one. <laughs> I could not tell you a single one. Yeah. Apart from frog game numbers 1 to 10 and then witch school numbers 1 to 20. Because mm-hmm. everything is, is frogs oh, and cats and witches. Helios Lumberjack.
0: Whoa, whoa. Sure. Yeah.
1: The one that actually that... I'd read about it separately. I, it's called Something to the Left, and it's the one where hanging. you have to line things up. Hanging? Hang to the left. <laughs> That's very different. <laughs> um, oh. No, the one where you have to sort of arrange things in, in orders, and it's sort of like unpacking. This sounds um, like your game. That's why you've read it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Are you
0: somebody, uh, who has their video games in alphabetical order? Obviously. Yeah. Who doesn't? Do you have your records in alphabetical order as well? Records are not.
1: Um, Blu-rays are, games are, by they're in alphabetical order by platform.
0: Any clothes? How are they arranged? By colour. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's so neat. At least you can find stuff. See, Manatee says my games are in date of release order. Oh, that's confusing. Mm, but then you're like, I want to play real vintage. Go to the other side of the room. Old retro game.
1: Hmm. i don't know if i can get on board with that i'm afraid
0: no you like mm. it in alph- alphabetical order so you know which ones to get exactly but then legend of zelda like breath of the wild do you start with a b or is it an l or is it a t
1: that starts with l because you don't count you don't count the t for the no so that comes under l for legend
0: okay hmm. <sighs> i remember the very i think it was like the first time i was sitting in your living room and just looking i was like oh that's out of order and somebody had put something back there in the wrong place you got very upset thank you I, it wasn't me it was genuinely not <laughs> me you got very upset when I pointed it out <laughs>
1: yes and I immediately changed
0: it Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah yeah. my DVDs are organised by feeling <laughs> how I how I will feel before during and after oh really well I, now that I'm intrigued how Nath does that mine yeah. are organised in um groups of like what games so I've got my Switch group game pile over there and on top of that the is the vita pile and then it's the dvds with a pc game and a blu-ray on top there's the ps3 pile and i think that's the ps4 pile
1: i can't deal with these piles
0: <laughs> that's a clip yep. <laughs> <laughs> no i need to uh well hopefully eventually <laughs> i'll get a place to you know with an actual bookcase where i can put them all
1: um, and then you can be a you can be a proper gamer streamer with your with your games behind you.
0: I can barely fit the bed behind me in this room. <laughs> Looking forward to my six months being up here. Um,
1: yeah. What was which was your favourite showcase? I think as a showcase as a whole, and then we can pick out the games that we
0: like. I remember having the most excitement from Xbox actually good old egg box because i do have a series x and i do have game pass and i have a decent PC, so like everything they showed i was like "Mm, i can play that for free i can play that for free so that was very very nice and there's quite a lot of games i do want to play um i did watch oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make some enemies here i did watch the xbox showcase and that was the one where they showed hollow knight the new one isn't it
1: Yes, Now speak very carefully. I will. Proceed with caution.
0: So I was like, I watched it and I was like, oh, it looks so good. It looks great. And I then downloaded it, the original, because I'd never really got into it and started playing it and then realized why I didn't get into it and deleted it.
1: it I am so disappointed with
0: you. I'm disappointed in myself because it's one of those games that good. people absolutely love. Uh, and I just cannot for the life of me Get into it. I just didn't enjoy the platforming. It felt quite light and very easy to move around. And I'd always overshoot on the... You're like, oh, you need to go and climb and land on these six different tiny platforms to get somewhere. And you might have to do those six tiny platforms to get to the other side of the screen to face a boss that you've already died twice to. And it takes like an extra few minutes. And I'm like, you know, this is just making me annoyed. So I'm not going to play it. (sighs)
1: so lack of skill
0: yes it's just I don't like repeating areas to go back to do something that I know I'm probably going to die again yeah
1: you uh you need more tenacity in your gaming that's what you need
0: It it just it's just not for me (laughs) some games are not for other people no matter how good they are and Hollow Knight is not for me I don't enjoy it
1: well I will take that And and I will play it myself good um i mean i i also was sort of beforehand i was really interested to know what the xbox showcase was going to be like Mm -hmm. because i think that they had the most to prove people are wondering you know with so many games pushed into next year what's coming this year for xbox um you know is game pass even worth it um and i do feel like they really Gave us a lot of games and really laid out over the next twelve months. This is what we're releasing, and there was a lot of stuff in there. Oh yeah, um, it's not necessarily stuff that I personally want to play. Some mm. of it, yes, uh, Silk Song being one of them, and Starfield, I'm I'm definitely interested in. Um, and there was a lot of stuff that I'm a bit nonplussed by, but I feel like for them, it was a strong showing that they revealed a lot of stuff that people will want to play, and shows that Game Pass is worth sticking with so i'm happy for them that you know they had a really strong show Um, yeah i mean
0: there's a lot of stuff i didn't really care about like Redfall. i have no interest in really um i thought it was interesting that they're working with riot games to unlock all the league of legends characters now there are people who i was looking at on reddit because like people on reddit were going like is this a big thing and they're like well i've got two and a half thousand hours in league of legends and i haven't unlocked all the champions so to just like the fact that you get game pass and it just unlocks absolutely everything all 150 something characters apparently that is a really that is a huge thing um same with like valorant is like everything unlocked is quite a, they very generous but it's like okay they can do that so you know all your champions are unlocked for league of legends wild rift the normal one the um valorant and then some other stuff that's unlocked for teamfight tactics and legends of runa but how do they then encourage people to keep playing and keep grinding what are they grinding for um i also like the look of plague tale requiem uh i do want to play the original i will do at some point maybe that'll be Mm -hmm. a fun game to just stream one day um Forza motorsport i thought that was a pretty lackluster thing it was just showing the thing where a lot of people and i looked on Is where i go i go and look at the comments on reddit um because that's usually what no no i do (laughs) i do if you were if you if you order the comments by best you get like most interesting questions and the people and the ones that are like genuinely everyone wants to answer and when they were talking about that they were all like yeah but is the career mode any good because if the last four motorsport it was dire um but apparently it has been good in the past um and yeah that's what everybody's waiting for like is the career mode any good Um, it
1: definitely looks very pretty it's definitely a showcase for the console Mm. um but they seem to focus on like oh, look how shiny the cars are. Look how nice the weather is. It's yeah. like, okay, great. Well, how does it play?
0: Also, the helicopters being added to flight sim is amazing and gliders as well. And like the, yeah, the, the helicopters and gliders being added and the drop ship from Halo. Um, I mean, I about, they haven't been asking for the dropship ship from Halo, but gliders, not really, but like helicopters, people have been wanting that ever since it came out. They're like, oh, do you think they'll add it? Do you think they'll add it? And now they've like, yeah. You can now fly a helicopter, which I'm interested. I want to play it. Um, I will be playing it because I'm going to bring back Jetstreamers super soon. I have messaged somebody who didn't get back to me, but I think it's somebody who uh, might not have read it. But yeah. Um, Overwatch 2 got a release date, um, and it's been announced as free to play, which is pretty good. Um, And apparently, these are
1: all i appreciate these are all big names but hmm. they're just not games that i'm interested in
0: but you know overwatch 2 is going to launch as only pvp and then the like the pve stuff is going to be a long way down the road apparently I which mean, that makes cool. sense that yeah. makes sense
1: like get it you know get it up start you know getting people in there and playing it and then they can slowly add to it hmm. and make it free to play i think that that makes total sense for overwatch
0: yeah Oh, LSSPV stuff is coming in 2023. Okay, so you know, good half a year or so, maybe another year. But that's great, you know, if they manage to launch it well. Because apparently, the way that it was being developed, people were not happy with. So they like start from scratch, or it just was not in a good state. Mm. Zach says helicopters make a lot of sense in a game modelled on Earth. Just fly around cities and look at stuff. Yeah, the helicopter rides like around cities that you want to kind of have a really good close up and especially now they've kind of like real life modelled a lot of cities, it would be great to go around and actually see, and, you know, rather than like, hey, we've just spent, you know, uh, you know hundreds and hundreds of uh, man hours modelling this city that you just fly past, uh, you know, a few hundred miles an hour. Now you can go around it in a helicopter and actually look at it. It would be pretty awesome. Um, Arrow History Untold, that looked pretty cool. Fallout 76, don't give a shit about. Fodder Horizons, Hot Wheels looks fun, but sure um arc 2 with vin diesel um and then it, oh this is all the miserable stuff scorn
1: yeah i, I, I just don't care about any of these no scorn like, I, I do not the most not care. interesting game let's be real was starfield yeah and whether whether you think it looks good or not it's definitely the most interesting that everyone's talking about mm. what i really liked about the presentation is that it was a good fifteen minutes that they went really in depth and really showed us some gameplay. So where all these presentations are just like a two-minute trailer mm. of flashy stuff, with this it's like, okay, I've seen this. Now I actually understand what they're trying to achieve with this game and what the gameplay is going to be like. Yeah. And that for me is what these presentations should be about. It should be a deep dive. As much I hate the term deep dive, um, it should be that kind of look into. A specific game as opposed to you know here's essentially a youtube playlist of some trailers i, I could watch that anytime mm. I, w- I want some information and that's yeah. what these presentations aren't very good at giving mm. and that's why actually i much prefer the nintendo ones when actually maybe they do you know you joke about they give you 20 minutes of smash brothers well it's all one character but at least they go in depth and you really understand that yeah. and i feel like sony are going that way as well um by giving us you know one one stay to play on one game mm. and it really going in depth with that you know when god of war is ready we will get 20 minutes purely on god of war and then everyone will be excited about it and we'll understand what they're doing and that's great as opposed to it just being one of 50 trailers in a long stream of trailers
0: mm. um also there was just a couple more before we move on as ducks as ducks fall no as dusk falls <laughs> not the ducks um which is the one that you know somebody in yes a friend of mine was was in that um also there's that really interesting one which i want to try for probably about like half an hour if it comes out on game pass which i'm guessing it will um the pentiment
1: pentiment yes which is that that is microsoft's only first party release this year basically wow
0: and it's in november
1: From, from obsidian
0: yes looks interesting if weird i wonder how it'll play um, but you've got mm-hmm. the main one the Persona series coming to Xbox and to PC and PS5 you've got to wait two days to say that two days are over <laughs> um, yes
1: uh, yeah, we can get to play all the Persona games which is great do you um, think it'll come out
0: on uh, Switch?
1: I think maybe but they are clearly pushing these consoles first Mm. so we'll have to wait longer for any kind of
0: announcement yeah all right um anything else we want to talk about with those showcases
1: um i mean we picked out i, I picked out a few bits of news that were the most interesting but we've done that we've picked up persona we've picked out hollow knight um obviously the last of us remastered, shown at the the um the summer games fest Mm -hmm. um that we knew about beforehand because it leaked um i think it looks pretty stunning but it's not a game that i necessarily want to play again i was quite Uh happy with my experience of it um i've already played it twice i feel like it's a bit soon for it to be remastered um but i guess it's a chance for them to get to grips with the ps5 whilst making their multiplayer shooter and whatever else they're working on um so it's a bit of a sort of test thing for them i think releasing it at full price is a bit of a joke yes but the fanboys will will play it and it is a prime lgbt story so i'll take that
0: because
1: it does include left behind which is the dlc
0: yeah i am probably going to play it again who knows but i don't know yeah you're completely right it is if it was a free upgrade Definitely, I'd play it again. It's probably going to be quite cheap, or it will be maybe included in one of those uh, PlayStation tiers. I did get an email, by the way, today saying that the uh, PlayStation Plus stuff is coming in like a week or so here.
1: It's in 10 days, I believe. I think it's the
0: 26th. The 23rd, apparently. Oh. Well, I was close. (laughs) It'll automatically migrate into a PlayStation Plus essential plan, maintaining your access to all the PlayStation Plus benefits you enjoy today, unless you let it expire before the 23rd of June. Oh. What's the PlayStation Plus Essential? Is that the best one? Or is it Extra? I know it's Premium is the decent one, isn't it?
1: So Essential is the bottom tier, which is what it is now. Not the bottom tier. Extra gives you, yeah. Extra gives you um, PS4 games. um, I'm I'm seeing it now, yeah. And I think PS3. And then the Premium gets you the PS1 and 2
0: With games like Rain, Ratchet & Clank, Castlevania, Tekken 2. Jack 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, that's limited game trials. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's... I'll probably get it, but still. I don't know how much I'll actually use it, which is exactly what they want. Yeah, exactly. Um, A couple of other
1: bits as well that come out from the showcases. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon is getting some free DLC. Um, So they're adding in some new characters Uh, One of which is designed by by Ikumi Nakamura, who was um, the woman who was the director of Ghostwire Tokyo um, and then left to form her own studio. But she's a bit of a personality. People really like her. Mm. Um, So she's designed one of the new weapons that you can date. Um, So that's nice if you're a fan of that. Um, And then we haven't talked about Capcom yet, which had um, a lot of really interesting stuff. There's the uh, Resident Evil 4 remake, um, there are the upgraded versions of 2, 3, and 7 and there is DLC coming to Village which allows you to play as Lady Dimitrescu in the <gasps> mercenaries mode which means you can throw chairs and tables at people mm-hmm. whilst being 9 foot tall uh, which is nice um, there's also story DLC coming um, about stuff that happens after the end of the game which I won't discuss because I don't want to spoil it because it's very spoiler heavy um, but yes there is extra story DLC coming Um, And then they are also adding a third-person mode. So you can play the whole game in third-person, which I'm really intrigued to try because I'm not the biggest lover of first-person games. Um, I like to see the character as much as Ethan Winters is the most basic white protagonist you could ever have. Um, So I don't necessarily want to see him, but I think I'm interested to see what that game's atmosphere is like in third-person.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it'll be... I'd like to see people review review it playing in third person and just seeing if they'd say this is actually the better version the better way to play it mm. i'm i like both but probably my favorite one is two remake and i do i did love the third person mode in it but then again i absolutely adored seven with vr so yeah mm. that's like a good resident evil game there we go and also, they're going yeah. to release a uh, some. Well, they just announced even like a few more details with the res, uh, with the Monster Hunter Rise DLC that's coming out super soon. I think there's a demo out as well, uh, which there Huffle is. has been playing and said it's absolutely kicked their ass. <laughs> so, uh, and that's what we're going to be playing after the podcast today, isn't it?
1: We are. We're going to have a little dabble in that. Mm. Um, also, for Fire Emblem fans, there is. Um, this new action game coming out very soon. Um, But there is a rumor that they have already been developing the next main Fire Emblem game. Um, And apparently it's pretty much done and could be coming soon. It was intended for the 30th anniversary. Um, So it's got a gimmick in it where you can summon Fire Emblem characters from from previous games. Um, And it has a protagonist who... Um, has red and blue hair, and I think is a descendant of a dragon. Um, so it's all kind of leaked, and apparently it's it's really far ahead, like uh, really far along. So there are also rumours that we're going to get an Nintendo Direct at some point this month, mm. um, because, again, it's June, so it's what they're aiming for. Um, I, look, I don't think they're going to show us anything Zelda because it's still a long way off, but maybe they will show us some of this far from game. Who knows?
0: I would love that. Three Houses was one of my favourite Switch games. Uh oh, still is. And I actually have played a bit of the demo, um, which was, I think, the first chapter of the new Fire Emblem Warriors game. And it plays all right. Like, I enjoyed hitting a few things and then seeing about 50 people go flying and then disappear. Um, it it plays exactly what you expect. It does feel a bit cheap. After you've played Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's just such a quality game. And I think you probably felt, might have felt the same when you were playing um, High Warriors, where you play a game as top quality. Well, Age of
1: Calamity, which is yeah. like the spin-off of Breath of the Wild. I mean, it it uses the same graphic style, but it chugs and chugs. The frame rate in that game is
0: pretty mm. shocking. Oh yeah, I don't. Fire Emblem Three Houses, It just uh, Fire Emblem Three Fates, whatever it's called. Three Hopes. Um, it does feel a little bit cheap, um, and it's just kind of repetitive. You just go from one place to another. You then attack, and it has one of the worst things in the world, which I hate, and they're the automatically automatic lose battles. You know, the battles that you face, but you can't actually win. Mm-hmm. And then it's, so then it triggers a cutscene when you're obviously getting your butt kicked. And I just, I don't know, those those annoy me. It feels cheap. It's a Musou game, Musou game. You can't expect uh, too much, says Capt. Well, maybe they should release a Musou game that's really top quality.
1: I mean, it's... Is it fast it's, food? It's a genre of itself. Like, it's yeah. it, it's button-mashing. That's what they're for. It's about, as you said, killing lots of people in one swoop mm. and seeing them all go flying. And isn't that satisfying and flashy? Um, that's what music games are based on. I am intrigued by it settings.
0: because the main antagonist at the very beginning of the game, I'm not going to spoil it because it's the very beginning of the game, but the main antagonist is the protagonist of three houses
1: that's been in all the trailers so I think are okay,
0: okay. I've avoided the trailers but it's interesting being like wait a minute now I'm the enemy mm. Mm. very interesting Yeah. So, mindless yeah. fun is musou games well maybe I don't want mindless fun maybe I want to be you know challenged and you know I want to have some quality in my life
1: mm. the, uh, the final bit of news it's just a PSA Which is that this evening Mm -hmm. is the final, well, final two showcases um, of this little week or still two, um, which is uh, there is a Dragon's Dogma um, showcase. And at exactly the same time is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase. Uh, I know which one of those I'll be tuning into. (laughs) Um, So it is at uh, 11 o'clock this evening, UK time, which is 3 p.m pacific time i don't know what that is east coast um and yeah it's literally 10 minutes about final fantasy 7 news whether we get remake part 2 or something i do not know they might flash up a logo and give us like five seconds of something if we're lucky um i think predominantly it's going to be the uh mobile game uh remake that's coming out um there's also the battle royale Final Fantasy 7 game on mobile. I've got that. And maybe, th- maybe they'll do a series of concerts or something. Mm. Um, I don't think we're going to get a huge amount of information. I think the priority from Square Enix is Final Fantasy 16, which still isn't out next year. So I think 7 Remake Part 2 is still at least like two years away, I would say. Um, so I think we'll be very lucky to get anything tonight. But fingers crossed we might get something. Yeah. I I'll scream that. a lot if we do. And I will definitely need this towel on the seat.
0: Yeah it's going to be interesting seeing you uh, react to that. Mm. Um yeah, and that is it for news. <clears throat> what have you been playing this week, Ben? So, I've been playing uh well, I played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise uh yesterday or the day before yesterday, uh, which I enjoyed. it Just what I need to remember is if I'm going to stream a game that I've not played in a long time, play a little bit off-stream first to remind yourself of the <laughs> controls. Because, yeah, I was atrocious. And then last night I started playing some on my own off stream. And I'm like, oh, this is, ex- yeah, okay, these are the controls, of course. Yeah, let me. And I was kicking ass. Um, So today, hopefully, the stream won't be as painful as it could be or as it was uh on Tuesday. But I'm going back. Um, I've also, like, upgraded a bunch of things. And, yeah, so I'm much better. There are just lots and lots of menus, lots of lots of items, lots of things. And I just don't really know. <clears throat> what to be uh, what to be doing in it but um i'm just plodding through the main story quest i'm currently like doing four star quests in both the village and the hub and i think you need to have finished a certain seven star quest to unlock where the uh dlc will be so i'm uh i'm on that uh grind when's the dlc out
1: uh next month i think okay so i might be wrong
0: right well i've got a well i'll try and uh uh, learn them very yeah. learn the controls by then and get uh leveled up i
1: i mean yeah we're gonna play it in a bit so we'll we'll talk about it later on but mm. i um i quickly updated it because i hadn't played it in so long yeah and uh so there was an update that i needed to add in and i think i've done like the village quests which is the main story and i've done those and i'm sort of six stars or something in that i think but mm. my hunter rank apparently is still only two <laughs> because i'm way behind on the because there's the two types of quests. Oh,
0: we'll we'll do the hub quest. We'll level up your hub.
1: Yeah. Which, which will be really easy because I'm already mm-hmm. I've got good equipment and stuff, so I should be able to whip through them. It's just time consuming. I've
0: been told that like once you get to a certain rank, I think maybe hunt rank four, you can kind of do something to skip to the next one. Like there's a big hunt that'll just skip you to the next one so you don't have to do all five, like whatever that they ask for.
1: I uh, mean it's been so long I probably need the practice. Okay. So yeah.
0: yeah will say yeah i mean yuffie in the chat is hunter rank three and wow. she didn't she just loaded up Monster hunter rise and spent an hour messing with her outfit <laughs> i did yeah i just had a little wander around spoke to people and killed a couple of monsters yeah i killed a couple of monsters trying to get their armor and realized it wasn't that monster so wasted my time but i've also found out like my armor spheres you know the things that you use to level up your armor i've like got about 50 of these ones and they're like one of them will fully level up a piece of armor so I'm like, oh, I didn't didn't realize Don't that. Did well, I forget them I didn't realise that I just had so many. Um because I just kept the same piece of armor, leveled it up fully, and then just kept it. So I just need to work out what I want, what I want to be uh, focusing on. Uh, and there are I, lots
1: of systems in that game that you so need to sort of understands. And it's it's really easy. When you haven't played it for a long time, it's really easy to forget those.
0: Mm. But yeah, other than that, I did play a game called The Quarry. Mm. Um, which came out last Friday. I finished it. I finished a game. Um, oh, that might be what? a... Yeah. You finished a game? I did. And if you like Until Dawn, you will probably like The Quarry as well. Um, it, it, hopping out for spoilers. We, we, I won't do any spoilers. That I'm not going to... Because it is quite a new game. We're going to avoid spoilers. Um, but I mean, feel free to turn off for the next few minutes. Um, it's... Like it's it's identical to Until Dawn in so many ways. You know, it's a group of teenagers in a house or in a like an abandoned area in the woods, and they've got to kind of survive the night. That's pretty much it. Um, It does start off a lot more slowly than Until Dawn. Um, It is a slow game, especially at the start. There is like the odd jump scare, but like I think in like the first three hours, I there was maybe there were maybe like two jump scares, and that was it. Um, but there wasn't too much story to that so it did take a while I mean I finished it in maybe nine hours nine to ten hours and there were like the odd jumps it's not it is a horror game obviously but it's not something that is kind of going to terrify people you, I wouldn't you wouldn't watch a Let's Play to see people jumping to certain things and like jumping out because it's just not like that at all
1: I mean it's like there are other games it's very sort of schlocky silly the sort of high school almost funny yeah other than it being genuinely scary
0: when you look at the poster for it and stuff or the advert it looks very much like those 1990s i know what you did last summer scream vibes and that's pretty much what they're going for you know you've got all the you know the typical people in these you've got the yeah well it's like that actually but then there is the modern twist on it like you can have a same-sex couple in there although they just do not go far enough in that it's like yeah you can So there's a truth or dare game. Here we go, spoiler bits. Uh, There's a truth or dare bit and you can kind of choose whether to kiss the boy or the girl in it. And you do that. And so those two people, the couple, so I made the guy kiss the guy, of course. Of course. Of course. And I kept them alive until the end of the game. And nothing else really happened. Even though they were kind of liked each other, like their relationship didn't progress. Now that might be my fault for not picking certain choices on the way, but it just felt like the the characters and the relationships didn't really develop far in that and that was a little bit disappointing it was really really dark which i get you know it's a dark game it's set in at night um but it was like a lot of the time i'm like i can't quite see i can't quite work out what's going on um and i didn't want to turn the dark, the brightness up too much but it was fun um there are lots of Things that I wish I'd gone and done differently, which I can now do because I've unlocked the chapter select, so I can go back and do those if I want. But I just I've played through it. It took I know nine, ten hours, I finished it. I'm gonna move on to something else. I also have a little bit of regret at paying sixty pounds or whatever it was, sixty was it fifty five or sixty pounds for? I think it's fifty five pounds on PlayStation, yeah. and I'm like, ugh. It doesn't feel like until dawn, I think it was forty. And it, this game does feel a bit like a 40 pound game, especially because it's the same developers as Man of Madan and that. But I think they are shorter games, even shorter um, and not as good quality. But it just, I'm like, Ugh, did I waste my money there? I mean, I played it. I pretty, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, I'd give it a good seven out of 10, but I'm not sure if it's worth 55 pounds.
1: That's the problem with these kinds of story games is that once you play playing them once, you're done. And yes, you can make different decisions, but Mm. does the story change that much? Are you that invested in it that you want to see different sides, maybe? Um, But yeah, it feels like quite a lot of money for essentially a playable film.
0: And there's always, so they have, they're like, oh, yeah, no, how many people can survive the night? Or how many people can you manage, can you save? But there's never any fear of none of them surviving the night uh like i was just like oh i kind of want to keep those alive and oh, oh no he's died but you know I, I left with i think half of them maybe more than half of them were alive um and it just seemed you're just
1: good at quick time events man
0: oh yeah there were quite a lot of those that yeah trying to like press left right or up or down with a joystick on a playstation controller when you just suddenly get presented with it out of nowhere you well most a lot of the time i was pushing it in the wrong direction because i'm like oh crap controller okay uh, up oh no wasn't quite spider-man style cut time events and they had to pay their star-studded cast they did there was the person from uh god i can't remember any of them now um what was it called the quarry cast it had um no i don't recognize any of them um there's There's, there's well-known stars someone from modern family the girl from modern family that was it and someone called Brenda um Brenda Song who I'm not I don't know I don't think
1: I mean these mean nothing to me I might recognize faces but
0: yeah but there you go um mm. the guy who played bishop in A- aliens ah no idea but yeah i'm But i'm not the one to i will never watch something or buy something because it's got like famous people in there because i probably don't recognize them yeah so go, go, go give it a go it's got an all right mm. story but it feels like a game that would be amazing to rent even though you don't rent games anymore yep. but borrow it from your friend for your yeah if your friend's got a physical Sounds copy like of a it great game pass game mm, it would be <laughs> if only if only all right uh, and it's got Ted Raimi, who played Joxa in Xena and Hercules. Again, no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no. I never watched Xena or Hercules. Me neither. Sorry. We are, yeah. Uneducated. Um, Edward, what has been splitting your time this week?
1: Well, um, speaking of, uh, of star-studded waste of time... Uh, spending too much money um i have been playing a certain game with keanu reeves in it <laughs> which is cyberpunk Ooh. um now i'll i'll start by saying that i finally finished elden ring so <gasps> i'm not going to talk about that oh my god i don't need to finally- include elden
0: ring for the 17th time in the title of the podcast.
1: I know. I finally finished it, but um, I think we are, we're we're going to do a separate video on that mm. um, so we can discuss our thoughts there. But that is finally over. And I was like, great, I can play something else. Um, and so I decided to play through Cyberpunk because I've heard the story is actually not too long. So I'm hopeful that I can take that off. Um, and I know it's a game that a lot of people are really wary about because of the release, um, because of the bugs, because of the representation it's a game that people don't want to support and i fully appreciate that um i also feel very similarly about that um i i didn't want to you know pay loads of money at launch for this game if it's broken and support that if the representation's bad um but i am coming at this from um you know a journalistic point of view of i am interrogating this game i want to know for myself how bad are the bugs and how bad is the representation and you know what what is this really like so i'm coming at this from that kind of angle as opposed to i'm just playing this for fun um you can so do i just need to justify playing
0: cause... cyberpunk
1: well no i know a lot a lot of people it's a controversial game and a lot of people are, are, are very wary of it so you know it's as part of my job i feel like i want to play this to understand it um and i also might be writing about it for a thing um which is it is in the future um oh, but yeah. i have i have ideas and this probably will feature uh so i wanted to experience it for myself um so i'm about six or seven hours into it now i think um so the sort of there's a sort of opening act that is clearly setting up the story and now i'm fully in the story at the start of it um and the world has sort of opened a bit and it's um uh yeah it's kind of we're in the main game now. Um so I'll probably keep talking about this a little bit anyway the next couple of weeks as I, as I get through it. Um my initial thoughts are that it is an incredibly straight game.
0: <laughs> Wait a in... <laughs> minute. You sent me a screenshot of you as a male presenting person fucking another man.
1: I did. So, I, I obviously found a, a male sex worker on the street and I banged him for $100 because of course I did. It was the first opportunity oh. to be gay in this game so I jumped at the chance. Um, it's, um, you know, look. did I spend a long time with the character creator? Yes. Did I deliberate over the size of the penis and wiggle around laughing at a, a wobbling dong for a long time? Yes, of course yeah, I Yeah, I got a video. Um, of- because I'm not going to show it on screen now. Because I'm immature. Yeah. Um, but... You know, the character creator is typical of the priorities and the tone of the studio. Um, One of the sort of initial things in terms of representation in the game is what kind of character you're going to be. And one of the big criticisms from a lot of trans players was that um, your pronouns are tied to your voice. So essentially you choose if you want to be a male or a female V. V is the name of the character. And from there, you get taken to screen where you make your decisions. And um, you can then choose if you want to have a male or a female voice. So essentially, you could be, say, male presenting physically, but then choose to have a female voice. But the pronouns are tied to that voice. So even though you are male presenting, if you choose the female voice, you will then be referred to as she, her. And you can't change that. And there are also no they, them pronouns um, or any other options. So... They've kind of fucked up the sort of gender representation, but then they put all this money into like, what does a you know w- wiggling big dong look like? Isn't and it an do uncut you want it to penis? Be cut or un- you can choose yeah. if you want to be circumcised or uncircumcised. Which is the wobbliest? The circumcised one, weirdly. Mm. Um, and it's just it's that that's their priorities of we're going to spend time and effort in animating a penis for a game that is first person. a game where you only see your character in the menu you're only going to see the penis if you choose to take your clothes off whilst in the inventory um there are scenes where you're in the shower and when you look down your character's wearing pants um there are then sex scenes in the game where I haven't had sex with a woman I'm pretty sure the breasts will be on show with the man you don't see the penis and I'm like why have you allowed me to choose such detail of circumcision or not and the size and the the style of pubic hair and colour of pubic hair on my character and then you're not actually going to show that in any meaningful way in the actual game like what are your priorities what are you trying to achieve in this game I do not understand it Um, so that's just irritating to me and Even... just representative of what the rest of the game is like, is that all their priorities are just completely misplaced.
0: Even Norman Reedus doesn't wear pants in the shower.
1: Exactly. It's just strange. Oh. Um, so it feels to me like it's, it's, a, it's a very straight world. And it's a straight world in the sense of it's essentially Grand Theft Auto in first person, in the future with less shooting and more talking. That's essentially the structure of this game. It's a a little bit Fallouty, I guess, in its role-playing. But it feels very much like, yeah, we're in the drugs and the underworld and there's sex everywhere and like, isn't this cool? Like there is, you know, you level up your experience as street cred. Um, One of your attributes is how cool is your character, which is essentially how stealthy are they? Um, You know, there is sex, everywhere in this game every other street corner has a sex worker or a sex shop um i went into someone's house in the game and found a bathroom full of like butt plugs and double-ended dildos and god knows what like it is so so hyper sexualized this world but for a world that allows you to then choose um you know your penis size or choose if you want to be male or female presenting and all that kind of stuff it doesn't react to you in any way it doesn't react to your decisions in any way um the characters don't care who you are or what you choose to be so in my head my v is male and is gay but the world doesn't react to that there are no meaningful choices within the game that allow me to do that um it which just feels like such a missed opportunity and whenever there is all this sex in the game it's incredibly straight because it's predominantly a load of semi-naked women around with the occasional man. Um, And it just feels like it's just proper, like, bro culture, what a 15-year-old boy would think is cool, which is the maturity level of the developers. Mm. And that's so disappointing when the genre of cyberpunk is so rich and so interesting. But isn't Um, cyberpunk,
0: like, isn't the genre something that was cooked up in the 80s? So it is, like, the futuristic vision of the 1980s. So that's...
1: Well, you lead me to my next point, Oh,
0: Sorry. I well, very nicely on oh point. Good. next um
1: i'm on a roll i'm ranting <clears> throat> um throat> Do it. yes um cyberpunk as a genre is about it it grew up in the 80s um partly because of blade runner which is very typical of the genre partly because of a load of other um novels sci-fi novels some of which started in the 60s and 70s but it was really the 80s that kind of i think from my minimal knowledge of the genre, um, it was really the 80s that that brought it to the fore and Blade Runner was a big part of that. And I think a big part of cyberpunk as a genre is that it's about reflecting the times in the future. So it's looking at what will a future look like with an exaggeration of sort of today's times. And in the 80s, a lot of that was big corporations, it was technology, um, sort of robotics and body modification and, um, and, and consumerism. And that's why in something like Blade Runner, you've got this huge corporation that builds these robots. Um, it's, uh, it's consumerism of like advertisements everywhere in like neon lights. There is this complete fascination. And I would say fetishization of Japanese culture, which is back in the eighties with the rise of like all these Japanese technology companies, people were like, okay, this is taking over. Um, That's why in Blade Runner there's, you know, Japanese companies and kanji everywhere and everyone eats sushi and noodles. Um, And so that's very specific, I think, to the eighties. I think from what I understand of cyberpunk, it has moved on quite a lot and there are now um, cyberpunk films and games and, and, um, novels that are much more of a reflection of today's world and looking at today's society and politics. Um, Even something like The Matrix is technically cyberpunk, and that was much more sort of noughties, um, you know, the rise of computers and stuff. Um, it's, It's a reflection of those politics. There are a lot of cyberpunk games, like indie games out there, a lot of which are really focused on gender and trans rights. And it's a lot about the idea of cyberpunk is like a big part of it is body modification and adding technology to your body to allow you to modify yourself and be who you want to be. And that, you know, has a direct analog for a lot of trans folk with sort of wanting to change your body. And what does that look like in a sort of futuristic sense? Um, And so, you know, that's a real big part of the cyberpunk genre. And that's the sort of thing that I would love to have seen in this game. And that's why, I think people have come to this game and seen it as really disappointing, especially in terms of representation and trans folks when it's this hyper-sexualized world, but then it's not interrogating any of these ideas. And what it is, is focused on all these 80s ideas, essentially. And that's because Cyberpunk 2077 is based on an 80s tabletop RPG. And so it is sort of beholden to those 80s stereotypes and the 80s politics, and that 80s vision of what cyberpunk looks like. And that's why you go into this world that is again completely fetishizing japan it's a game where you know the representation of black people is that there's a black guy with a cigar who's a gangster who's like hey i'm really cool because of course that's just stereotypical from back in the day bad representation of that community um but that's what this game is based on so it feels as much as it's a current game and is sort of you know, the technology behind it is is current and modern and impressive, but its politics and its story are really, really dated and way back from the 80s. And for me, at least so far, it just doesn't reflect today at all. Like, I would love a cyberpunk game that is looking at, like, Brexit and right-wing politics and social justice warriors and all these kind of topics from today that were presented in an exaggerated way in the future, that would be a really original take on what is cyberpunk. But that's not really what this game is. This game is a video game version of an 80s tabletop game. And to me, it plays like that. And that feels really disappointing. Mm. Rant over, I'm done.
0: (laughs) I enjoy it. We have a comment. Zach says, it feels like uh, Cyberpunk 2077 does a good job at reflecting current day where you can be out, but it doesn't mean the world uh, you're in will respect that. So yeah, when you're... You're saying like there's a lot of people that's kind of targeting horny straight men. Is that not a reflection on what like society is like now?
1: I mean, maybe that's a reflection that society hasn't moved on since the 80s. Or maybe it's just that the straight white male bros who put this game together just didn't actually have the foresight to think about anything outside of their own little heads. (laughs) is wow. how i feel about it
0: <laughs> and how is how does it run because obviously it was just bug 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 when it was uh, released have you encountered any
1: i mean the game's crashed on me at least once um there have been some weird bugs um things like i have upgraded my character with perks that then it hasn't recognized and it's wasted that point and i haven't gained oh. the perk um or things like um you know you hold on a button to scan the world to Uh, be able to um, hack things. And sometimes it will pop up with the options and sometimes it doesn't. And you're like, well, I want to hack that, but it's not showing me the options. Mm. You have to sort of look away and then come back to it again. Um, Lots of little sort of visual bugs, people walking through each other. Mm. And also just the world feels really empty. It's a world that you would expect to be bustling and busy and overpopulated, but the streets are pretty bare. There are lots of like robotic people walking around who all look the same. There's like one car every 30 seconds on the road when you're like, surely the, the, the city would be city would be full of cars. Um, and that's obviously because of tech. And it's also so that you can drive around and not just smash into cars all the time and be stuck in traffic. But mm. that at least would be realistic to me. And I'd sort of rather have that.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, are you going to finish it?
1: I will finish it. Um, mm. I'm going to whip through the main story. I think some of the side quest stuff might be interesting depending on the characters. Um, and I will say that the story is getting better um, mm. now that it's settled into what it's actually trying to do. Um, it's, uh, I, I kind of see where it's going. So I'm a little bit more invested in it. Now I get where the story is going. Yeah. Um, so there are some interesting ideas that I definitely want to finish it to say I've
0: finished it. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm probably I'm not. Yeah. But anyway. I'm... I'm going to play it to some point. I don't know whether I'll finish it or not, but I want to get a good chunk of it. Maybe we can uh, add that to our video list as well. Um, Nate says, I'd say the world not respecting would have some kind of reaction. 2077 more fails to react as though anything you're doing isn't different or impactful at all. Hmm.
1: It just feels like you, yeah, you can make story decisions. You know, you can walk up to a building to get in and people tell you to stop and then you can tell them to fuck off or you can tell them... Uh, some way of getting in, and certain certain things you say will cause them to shoot you, and or you can talk your way in. Like yes, there are little decisions like that, but I don't feel like the world reacts to all these decisions that you make about your character, and mm. that might be dick size, or it might be what kind of character you choose to be, or whatever. And I just feel like th- they've really gone to town in making this game as immersive as it possibly can be but I feel like their priorities are, mis- are just misplaced yeah. and it, the game just doesn't react to a in a meaningful way.
0: Hmm. There we go. All right. Well, um, what shall we, well, I think we're going to come to an end for the podcast there. We um, shall- yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we did the other way around this time. We, I mean, all the news, that was the important stuff. That was the, uh, all the announcements, all the showcases, uh, from that, what is the one game other than final fantasy 16 that you're uh looking forward to playing
1: um silksong is the obvious one because i'm really mm. looking forward to that um but i am going to pick out the plucky squire as um as the one that i'm really excited about
0: damn it you stole the one i was going to go for as well
1: you can say the same
0: i'll go yeah for that I'll, I'll go for the um for that cool skateboarding one skate feel skate yeah exactly yeah skateboarding one called skate um yeah all right so i mean oh just before we, zach has a good comment there uh or has a comment i don't know whether it's good or not but it's uh i think it's worth reading out about cyberpunk before we move on uh, it's definitely not making an ironic statement about hyper sexual straight representation it makes ironic statements about corporations and body mods it is a reflection of our current culture because the devs just overlook proper trans inclusion Yup, and meaningful sexuality choices yeah <laughs> the game is a representation of the yeah of the yeah, actual I think I think
1: that sexuality, gender stuff, in that respect, yes, it, it is a sad representation of a reflection of today, mm. because that sadly is the way the games are made. But that's why there are indie cyberpunk games out there that are really interrogating sexuality in a much more interesting way. And it's just sad that that wasn't included in this game. Um, mm. But a lot of the other representation in terms of sort of what I've noticed so far has been black stereotypes in particular. I feel has been very dated. Mm.
0: Alright. Well, um, Ed, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at ed underscore knights with an N and you can see my writing on Eurogamer.
0: Excellent. And you can find me at Biggest uh on the old Twitch and Biggest One on the old Twitter. And stick around because after this very short break, we will be playing some Monster Hunter Rise together and we will try and get Ed's hub hub rank up. I cannot say Thank that you quickly. Yours. My my hub rank's at a decent level. We'll get your, we'll get Ed up. All right, so, so stick around up. to watch that. I'll keep the uh, tail down. Exactly, you do that. Get your uh, palamute out. <laughs> get your palamutes out for the lads. All right, then. Uh, do you want to finish it?
1: Yes, thank you all so much for being here. <clears throat> and uh, we will see you all next week for more LGBT gaming conversations. See you there. Be there. Oh, or be
0: split get some anus on it.